Now fear has never been the best of who we are. And as for freedom, it's not the property of just the fortunate few. It belongs to us all. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, it's what connects us. And we need that connection. We need the middle. We just have to remember the very soil we stand on is common ground. So we can get there. We can make it to the mountaintop, through the desert, and we will cross this divide. Our light has always found its way through the darkness. And there's hope on the road up ahead. So it's Bruce Springsteen out in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, where the middle of the contiguous 48 states is, geographically speaking. And he's talking about the middle, and I like the message of we need to rediscover the middle and let the middle decide things, because we've been saying for quite a while the outer fringes are making all the decisions. and having Your Hawaii's and Alaska's in this uh, metaphor, right? Because it's the middle of the 48 continuous. The two extremes represented by uh, by those places. I was thinking more of the uh, you know uh, QAnon versus Twitter crowd or whatever <laughs> on the extremes have been dominating the conversation. QAnon for so long. versus Antifa and the critical race lunatics. Yeah, yeah, and so I like that. Again, the, I, I do have a problem with choosing Bruce Springsteen since he's been telling everybody on my side that we're evil people for ten years, including when I've paid one hundred and thirty five dollars for a ticket to watch you sing. Well, and as our executive producer pointed out, not one person in Kansas this time of year would ever have an open Jeep. No. You would die. No. You would, you would lose both of your ears to frostbite by the time you got where oh, you were going. No, no. Very cold round there. Um, so I, you know, I like the message and all that sort of stuff. That, that, that's fine. The, the new uh, cowboy Bruce Springsteen, again, that's a different thing. The new, the New Jersey working class city dock guy is now, a cowboy, whatever. I've been yourself. to free old New Jersey. I didn't see a lot of cows. Whatever, you're a cowboy now. That's, that's cool. How did that ad do on the ad meter? Do we know that that finished pretty well? I can't find the, the... i got to sign in or create an account to see the whole list. I did. I don't know what made me think this. It might have been the Ben Sass speech something made me more committed to the idea of ignoring the Twitter world or, or just recognizing that Twitter's going crazy over this. Most people are not. Mm-hmm. Most people are not interested in this or talking about it at all. I wish there was a better way than your own gut to figure out what most people are interested in because there's, there are no clicks to show you what most people are interested in, weirdly enough. Yes. Yeah. And there are a thousand clicks in the most extreme statements. We were talking about this among politicians. You like this uh, Marjorie Taylor Green gal. To, to uh, take a poke at Republicans. And there are plenty of uh, crazy-ass Democrats, trust me, I know it, but she gets so much attention from the media. I just, I think it, it tends to be self-reinforcing. Of course it is. I mean, because every politician wants attention and, and to be on the front page and to be seen as moving and shaking. And the way you get the media's attention now, because they're all clickbait whores, is, uh, is, is to go as crazy as you can on either side. AOC with her quivering lip and her uh, talking about being in terror and, and all the maybe, well, maybe it was sincere, maybe it wasn't, but it's all performative, the hot word of the the day. Um, it should be the hot word of the day because that's what everything is. 
So you fast forwarded through the uh, the Paralympic swimmer commercial. That really makes you a bad person. Speaking of provocative dialogue, so what was the gist of it? It was just um, anything that was the least bit dark. I was fast forwarding through because my youngest son. There was my youngest son who has, a, has had so many medical things done. He's horrified by seeing anybody in a doctor's mask or certainly any like needles and stuff like that. Mm. And there yeah. were way too many ads talking about COVID. Yeah. And they'd show a doctor or an inoculation or something. Oh, people getting jabbed, yeah. So I was really Ugh. quick on the trigger of fast-forwarding through stuff. Yeah, and- it was actually about her adoption. that The, the parents uh, had wanted to adopt a child, and, and they got the call, we have a child for you in Siberia, interestingly enough. Um, this was when Russia adopted out children who couldn't be cared for to the United States pretty frequently. Um, but anyway, uh, they were told, but she has a genetic condition. She had to have both of her legs amputated. So we understand if you want to take a pass. And, and mom and dad said, no, we absolutely don't want to take a pass. We want to, you know, we can't wait to meet her. It's, it was, it was real. I mean, it was nakedly emotionally well, then, manipulative. No, no, what, what did Will Ferrell say then? No, no. And then the cartoon duck. I, I mean, what think the... you're thinking of a different spot. No, they, they said, so it's going to be difficult. And the mom says, it may be difficult, but it'll be amazing. Yeah. <gasps> Well, and it was like a nakedly manipulative, and it worked on me. It got Partly me because it's been an emotional couple of weeks for me. But as I was discussing earlier with my mom, very, very ill. Um, what were they selling? Love? If you're selling love, I'm fine with that. But I'm if you're buying. selling a product, then I get. I mean, so so people mock me for not being emotional. Not they're using your emotions to sell you a car. Or something. Oftentimes, I don't know what it was this time. Yeah, that's funny. I can usually remember, but I don't in this case. But if you're mm. if you're jerking around my emotions to sell a freaking car or yeah. something like that, or a new kind of headphones or whatever the hell it is, all right. Nah, all right. nah I'll keep my own emotions to myself and use them when they're when you're not trying to get something. What about from a Toyota? Because <laughs> that's what this one was. That's see, right. It was see, Toyota. I have a problem with that. I I don't think that's cool. So <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, touching that nerve. And the human body to sell me something is okay. Here's one for uh, oh, whatever. Here's one for everybody out there with a grumpy old dad. I'm not going to buy a Japanese car. You can't buy, get parts for That's it. Exactly right. <laughs> Where are you going to get parts? Welcome to the Jack Armstrong Advertising Agency. We got a car. It works. It's pretty good. You might like it. Try it. You want to? You want to buy a car? Try ours. No emotional pleas whatsoever <laughs> Which, from the Jack Armstrong <laughs> Advertising Agency. I don't mind the emotional plea of, like, this will be cool, or you'll feel whatever. You'll pull chicks. You'll pull you chicks. You won't That's pull chicks. Everybody's <laughs> got same, a car. You're still the same guy. Right. Which brings us back to Cowboy Bruce and his inexplicably topless Jeep in the middle of winter. People were also really resenting how... They used the little chapel and the the cross and the American flag and the rest of it and he hates the all that stuff. Plea. Well, that's exactly right. He and the article and was it the Federalist or whatever? Uh, it went through his history of declaring every Republican elected to office, including the most benign of them, was was a scourge and a radical and a lunatic and a racist and probably a Nazi and the rest of it. And then you, you're running a cross up the flagpole in the middle of Kansas and saying we all need to come together? Cut it out to sell Jeeps. I like the fact that my friends on the left also hated the ad, too. Oh, yeah. oh really? What did they hate about it? Uh, Bruce, you're telling us to meet in the middle with Nazis. <laughs> I mean, that, that's an overly simplified summary of gotcha. this exactly. gotcha. And Antifa continues to argue with QAnon. And, okay. yep. and people think that's the country. Here's where I can turn it super serious. Um... 
Oh, I didn't see Dan Levy was the host of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to watch it. He is now because he's the uh, son on S Creek. My oh, yeah. single right. favorite sitcom character of all time. Really? All time. Wow, I got to get back the into that show. Funniest human being who's ever lived. <laughs> the relationship with him and his sister on that show is just so the dynamics between them are so good. His acting <laughs> is just it's subtle though. I'm telling you, if you ever get into S Creek, you got to you got to go for subtly and give it time. It's not you know, like turn around and get hit in the head with a plank. I or, love that. Oh, my gosh! Good. It's just, it's subtle. But Wait, God. if you're here, then who's over what? <laughs> yeah, it's not that. <laughs> Don't, God do it. they have a catchphrase that I, I laugh at every time they say it? <laughs> anyway, I what got distracted. What you talking about, S. Creek? This is a good time to do it, because I like to do really serious stuff at the end of a segment, so I don't have to, like, transition. Uh-oh. Um... And this gets to the importance of like figuring out our politics and our, our what we care about and all that sort of stuff so we don't collapse under our own weight. Because all those various things, Lincoln and everybody else, who said the only thing that can do us in is ourselves, mm-hmm. is all true. And we're working on that real hard with all this crazy crap that none of the rest of the world cares about. And you know who doesn't really care about it is China, who has a whole-of-society effort of taking over the world and defeating the United States. Um, we've talked about that a lot. There's a new book documentary out from a woman who escaped from one of those Uyghur concentration camps. Oh, boy. Okay. Have you heard any of this? I know you're traveling. I have not. You don't want to hear it. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to tell you the details of what she said. It is so freaking awful. But this is every bit as bad as Mao's China or Lenin and Stalin's Russia. Every bit is bad. It's the stuff, you know, if if you're into this sort of thing the brutality of totalitarian regimes it's every bit as bad as anything that's existed on earth and now they've got nuclear weapons and actually the capability to enslave the entire planet right and if we Which can't is stand, their plan. and if we don't stand up to that they will they absolutely will we're the only thing that can stop that from happening and we spend all our time worried about pronouns and various crap but so this woman just you know the brief dark version of it nightly gang rapes for all the women in the prison the government rapes the women gang rapes just part of just part of business just hey, part of doing business hey lebron which country are you complaining about now exactly and all all the companies in the united states that we won't do business the states states that won't do business in georgia because they don't have trans restrooms but we do all kinds of business with china where the gang rape any woman under the age of like 60 gets gang raped Every night, this poor woman had to have her ovaries removed due to all the physical damage she'd had in her life. Great I mean, it's, it's everything you've heard about these kind of regimes. That's the government, people. Yeah. The government's doing that to its own citizens. European Union and the EU just announced a big new trade deal with China. So they will become more and more dependent on that evil, evil regime. Great step. I don't think this is hyperbole at all. I'll shut up about it for the rest of the show. But... It is a battle just like it was during the Cold War. Either the world goes back into the Dark Ages, more or less, it'll be a high-tech Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, the king will be watching you everywhere you go. But just no freedoms, brutality like you can't imagine, no choices in your life whatsoever. The world will fall back under the sway of that sort of thing with China, or we will win. Mm-hmm. It's and, and it's going to be one or the other, too. Or That's the way these battles work out. Iron Curtain could be for, situation. Could be for a while. What's really troubling, though, is China is run brilliantly, evilly, but brilliantly, and they are anticipating that and finding ways to subvert it in advance through trade deals, 
through financing uh, infrastructure, lending money, a, a thousand different things. And then you start thinking about things like the Paris Climate Accords that we're all supposed to be on the honor system for and stuff like that. Hilarious. They don't care about anything in China except for power and taking over the world. They'll do absolutely anything. There are zero limits. Zero limits morale, mor- morality-wise to what China they're willing to do. Oh. That's right, sir. And one final thought for me, then I'll shut up, is that China also has enormous, to an enormous extent, control over a lot of the resources we need for the imagined green future. Various uh, precious metals and and, and toxic substances that we have in all our batteries and uh, that sort of thing. They They are the indispensable country for a lot of those minerals. And to the extent that they're not, they are buying African countries that are. Yeah, we got to move on to something else. We just got this text, and you're right. Living in fear, the Armstrong and Getty show. I get you. I understand. I understand. Just wanted to point it out in case you didn't hear about that You'd woman. You made a good German friend. In case you didn't hear about that woman that got out of that camp, so we have a better idea what those things are actually like. You know, it's worse than I even suspected. Mm. That's awful. Uh, you can text 415-295-KFTC. Stormy Daniels will appear on Michael Cohen's podcast. Worse, Michael Cohen will appear in a Stormy Daniels movie. <laughs> There's no need for that. Which one of them has a podcast? Uh, Pulse. Which Pulse? Michael Cohen. So he's got a podcast that's going to have Stormy Daniels on. Oh, jeez. If you want that, g- g- enjoy it. Jeez. You like crap. Oh There's some. <laughs> wow. Says who? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, in uh, clip 31, Sean, I give you the Massachusetts Undersecretary for Climate Change. 60% of our emissions that need to be reduced come from you, the person of street, the senior on fixed income, right? These, there is no bad guy left, at least in Massachusetts, to point the finger at, turn the screws on. And, you know, break their will so they stop emitting. That's you. We have to break your will. <laughs> I can't even say that publicly. I'm- yeah, yeah. well, it's all public now. So in a private meeting, said we need to break the will of the people of Massachusetts who like their cars and the rest of it. Break their will? That's not the sort of thing you're supposed to say out loud. No, but he did. And, uh, you know, the definition of a gaffe is when a politician says what they really believe. Um and uh, or accidentally says the truth. Well, the governor has walked back that statement. Says, oh no, 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 we're, we're not going to break anybody's will. And uh, this is the article that Positive Sean zapped to us from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, battery power is ready to power the world, and nearly sixty-five percent of lithium-ion batteries come from China. And by comparison, no single country produces more than twenty percent of global crude oil output. If you are old enough to understand this, uh, to remember it, or you've studied the history of energy, um, I'm sure you're a gas at a party no pun intended <laughs> um you remember back in the day when opec seriously jerked the united states around badly they jerked the entire world around because we were dependent on their energy and it's probably worth mentioning that the biden administration has taken a huge step backward in terms of energy independence for the united states 
Um, not only the Keystone XL pipeline, but a dozen other things. Um, but picture all, and this is the, the, the lefty dream. And listen, I'm pro renewable energy. I think everybody has to be, but you got to be realistic about it. We're all going to depend on these spectacular batteries of the future that had better be a thousand times better than the ones we have right now. Or, or we'll have landfills as tall as the skyline of New York full of leaking poisonous lithium batteries everywhere. Uh, but anyway, that's what the future depends on, and, and two-thirds of them come from China, and they're working to corner the market on all of the chemicals that go into those batteries, all the mines. So just get off your farging unicorn, pardon me, <laughs> and be realistic about what you're demanding. I've got the ugly secrets behind the Costco chicken. What? Maybe we'll get to that story. Is that like a mascot or a chicken you buy at Costco? The chick- Costco rotisserie chicken. Oh. What are you talking about? Mm. Greatest thing on earth. It's like four ninety nine and so delicious. Mm, I get it from the grocery store. Oh, if it the was a- Costco rotisserie chicken is the best. If it was a bad secret, it would have taken me out long ago. The ugly secrets behind the Costco chicken? Yeah, yeah. Is somebody... You know whating them? If you haven't oh, heard no. Ben Sass's speech to his fellow Republicans in Nebraska, stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The anger in the state party has never been about me violating principle or abandoning conservative policy. I'm one of the most conservative voters in the Senate. The anger has always been simply about me not bending the knee to one guy. So who's that? That's Senator Ben Sass, Republican of Nebraska, talking to what they call the Nebraska Central Committee, who is uh, censuring him again. His own party. His own party. He is uh, very popular. He's got like an 80% approval rating in Nebraska. He And a censure is what, like a political detention or a timeout sort of thing? It's, it's, it's a, really just it's a, it's a letter in your permanent file. Yeah, okay. it's an official, you shouldn't have done that. Okay. We disapprove. And I haven't seen them leave a mark, really. Um, Eric Holder was censured. Obama's attorney general. Yeah. Did that... Does anybody ever talk about that? Does that matter to anybody? Not really. Um, anyway, uh, the fact that it's happening is pretty interesting, though. Ben Sass won by a bigger margin. Trump won Nebraska, but Sass won by an even bigger margin than Trump did. So there are everybody that voted for Trump and more that went out for Sass. But he has said, no, I think, the, well, you're here it here. I think the, the, the president is responsible for the riot, blah, 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 blah. And it's an impeachable offense. And so he's being censured by his own Republicans. And uh, it's an interesting thing what's going on in the Republican Party right now as they try to determine, and it's yet to be seen. I don't know who's going to win. Is this Trump's party, and you either need to go along or get out and form your own party, or is it the other way around? Is it Ben Sass, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, whoever else? Are they saying it's our party, you need to get out and form your own party? Where the numbers are with the Trump people. For now. It, it would seem. For now, for now, these things can change quickly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's more of Ben Sass. He put out a six-minute video addressing the people who want to censure him. What Americans saw three weeks ago was ugly. Shameful mob violence to disrupt a constitutionally mandated meeting of the Congress to affirm that peaceful transfer of power. It happened because the president lied to you. 
He lied about the election results for 60 days. Despite losing 60 straight court challenges, many of them handed down by wonderful Trump-appointed judges. He lied by saying that the vice president could just violate his constitutional oath and declare a new winner. That wasn't true. He then riled a mob that attacked the Capitol, many chanting, hang Pence. If that president were a Democrat, we both know how you'd respond. But because he had Republican behind his name, you're defending him. Something has definitely changed over the last four years, but it's not me. Personality cults aren't conservative. Conspiracy theories aren't conservative. Lying that an election has been stolen, it's not conservative. Acting like politics is a religion, it isn't conservative. This continues to be fascinating to try to figure out what's going on here. Has he got more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nebraskans aren't rage addicts, and that's good news. You are welcome to censure me again, but let's be clear about why this is happening. It's because I still believe, as you used to, that politics isn't about the weird worship of one dude. The party could purge Trump skeptics, but I'd like to convince you that not only is that civic cancer for the nation, it's just terrible for our party. We still agree on some big things. Rule of law, constitutionalism, limited government, unlimited human potential, extending the American dream to more of our brothers and sisters. We can lead again, but only if our party is willing to change. We're going to have to choose between conservatism and madness, between just trolling versus actually persuading the rising generation of Americans again. I like Ben Sass. Yeah, I agree with him. I, I agree with all that. Um, it's probably talk radio suicide to say so, but uh, I don't know. I'll go find another line of work. It's I like fine. him saying, conservatism is not the worship of one dude. The weird worship <laughs> of one dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, um, it's interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this off the air. Uh, without Trump actually on the scene, the... Trump derangement syndrome is definitely going to diffuse. Will the not and and I'm not talking about the legitimate appreciation of his excellent policy achievements in a lot of ways and the judges and all sorts of stuff that he did was great. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the Trump worship, which to me is as weird as the rage. Um, that's got to diffuse, too. So well, every maybe uh, let's everybody take a deep breath. We'll sleep on this for two years and get together and talk about to it. To me, it seems like you can skip over all that. Um, you can love Trump as much as you want or dislike him or whatever. He lost. It's over. And he's probably too run- old to run again. So what is the Republican Party going to be now? What are they going to focus on? How are you going to get back to power? The problem it is... It doesn't even make any difference if you... If you d- 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 how much you liked Trump. He lost. It's over. But see... The huge energy of the pro-Trump crowd, at least a, a large measure of it, rejects everything you just said. He didn't lose, and he is going to run again. So what the hell are you talking about, they would say to you. Um, if he does run again, well, then that's a different topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's four years from now. What are you going to be bet- now between now and then? What are you going to be? Waiting. Raising money. Donating money. Well, there's going to be a lot of legislation between now and then. Mm -hmm. You're going to 
What well, are you going to support? What are you going to not? Well, that's why I made the distinction between the cult of personality people and the uh, appreciators of his policy. You know. Or at least, you know, they tolerated the guy. Uh, yeah, I think the biggest, a lot of people. I think part of the question is, is, is there a Trumpism without Trump? Do you have to have Trump attached to it? Or is there, is there a, because a, the Tea Party wasn't attached to a person. Nope. It was a philosophy that got twisted by charlatans and frauds, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, the sort of scumbags who were running the Lincoln Project. Yep, yep. Sucked the Tea Party dry, perverted it, and, and used it for their own profit. Um, but that was not attached to a person. That was nope. a philosophy. Is there a philosophy around Trump, or is it just the guy? Mm, both. Both. I mean, you so ask 10 who's... different people, you get 10 different answers for what that philosophy is, but uh, America first. So why can't somebody emerge who, uh, you know, takes on that philosophy? It's possible. Like Don Jr.? Well, Don Jr., uh, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz wants a piece of that. Yeah, A lot of different uh, guys and gals. Um, there's one more thing. Oh, hey, just just for fun, we're, we're doing a lot of uh, examination, self-examination here as conservatives, which is fine. After you win, you don't do that much. We need to tear this down. I mean... Uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay are not talking about where did we fail. Well, actually, they probably are because they're that good in an organization. But anyway, uh, der, let's hear that Bill Mark clip you're excited about, Sean. Who is this? Uh, uh, this is some lady from uh, she's uh, works at Time Magazine or Time dot com. I'm not sure which one they pretend to be uh, more of these days. Well, women are allowed to have names these days. Uh, Charlotte <laughs> Alter. Charlotte Alter. Yes. There it is. She have no name. She girl. Uh, and, uh, yeah, she had the, this thoughts on, on kind of the, uh, what she views as the youth. Uh, well, uh, tell me this, tell yes. me this. Is the Bill Maher clip that we have part of that? Uh, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Why don't we take a break and we'll do that after the break. Okay. Cause it's really good. We're going to take a like. break. Yeah. We're, We're going to break, break on, on time. time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's gotten into us? It's gotten into you. It wasn't me. Enough said. You know, you know what Joe's philosophy has been for trying to break on time? Hmm. And I'm not doing it now. He always says we need to stop talking. Yes, that that's, would help. That's how we break on time. Certainly a step in the right direction. So I'll stop talking right now. Have you considered being good at your jobs? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This, this is not affecting anybody's life. It's just like this virtue signaling of I'm going to disappear this person because in 1984 they didn't replace the right flag. This, I'm, I'm saying this is an important issue. I'm saying when you can't put out the fires and you can't build a house, it just looks like this is what you spend your time doing. It looks to a lot of the country... This is what the left is obsessed with. Not real progress. This nonsense. Hmm. And he got some applause for that. Bill Maher saying about California, you can't put out the fires, you can't build a house, but you're talking about renaming a school and Diane Feinstein with the Confederate flag 35 years ago. And he's right about that. He's absolutely right about that. So, and you know, I wish both sides would recognize that it's, that it's, it's happening to them and the other side. So you don't just talk about QAnon and, and the people on the right don't just talk about the 
names on the schools. Mm-hmm. Let's realize you got wackadoodles, complete whack jobs on the edges of both parties. You ought to read that. Read that text we got. Can you find it quickly? Uh, yeah. I just it was so amusing. It's hate mail. <laughs> Sigh. You guys might as well say you agree with everything Donna Brazil and Liz Cheney say after your wait, full support. Wait, whoa, 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 we got to start moving fast. We got to stop right there. Donna Brazil and Liz Cheney. They don't agree on anything, including Trump. Donna Brazil wants desperately for the Republican Party to be seen as the party of Trump, and Liz Cheney doesn't. So what are you talking about? I don't know. I saw um, Laura Ingram tweet last night that Liz Cheney will continue to work for the Democrats and blah, 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 blah. So that's the tag on her right now. Well, that's ridiculous. But I understand a lot of Um, smart, pretty people are telling you that's the case. And, you know, I would suggest it's not. But you believe what you want to believe. You guys might as well say you agree with everything Donna Brazil and Liz Cheney say (laughs) after your full support of Ben Sass. I'm not sure why I would say that, because I disagree with everything Donna Brazil says. So you're not making any sense. I know you purport not to care if we stop listening. I don't not care. I do care. That's a terrible sentence, but I do care if you stop listening. Oh, yeah. But I'm not going to pretend that Trump won the election in a landslide to keep you from leaving. Right. but as a 20-year follower, you're losing me and your conservative libertarian edge while leaning more and more left. I don't understand how it's leaning left. To quote Ben Sass. To quote, I think he's the second or third most conservative member of the Senate. Well, and there were things, my friend, and I say this with respect, and I mean, my God, if you've been listening to us for 20 years, it's not that I don't care that you're leaving. It's that I don't think there's anything I can do about it without being dishonest to myself. There were things Trump did that were unquestionably not conservative and not libertarian. So if I call him out for that, am I a good guy to you or a bad guy? Because if the answer is a bad guy, then it's not about what you're talking about. It's about Trump. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is all going to shake out. I don't know how it's all going to shake out for our radio show, let alone for the country. Nope. Um, but it's it's a weird time we live in. And just and and you know we got this side, Bill Maher, what he was just talking about. They're painting us as these crazy people who want to take names because he's a lefty. He's yeah. a hardcore. I don't agree with him on any of the major issues. Lefty. He but does he is, agree with Donna Brazil. <laughs> but what are you talking about with taking Diane Feinstein in Washington's name off a of school and all this crap? Charlotte Alter from Time.com was on with them and made an interesting point. 22, Sean. One strike, you're out. That is actually has history in the way millennials were raised. So in the 1980s and 90s, that was the first time that people were even talking about bullying as a problem in schools. So you began right. to have this zero tolerance policies in schools where people my age, you know, grew up. Um, and those zero tolerance policies meant that if somebody called someone a name on the playground or got in a fight when they're nine or, you know, <laughs> like hit, hit, yeah. pushed somebody off right. a swing, they could get suspended or suspelled. One strike, you're out. That's what zero tolerance meant. So actually, this whole idea hmm. that there would be a draconian punishment for a seemingly innocuous one-time thing is something that boomers created because they were so afraid of their kids being bullied in school because, heaven forbid, their precious children ever, but, ever wait. get a, yeah. have a minute of discomfort. Okay, Boomer. Um, okay, Boomer. I don't know if I completely agree with her whole take on bullying, but the the, the zero tolerance thing, that's absolutely true. You, you teach zero tolerance policy. You send kids home from school because they have, what's that famous story, the kid's Pop-Tart 
No, he mm-hmm. chewed his pop card into, into, the, shape into the shape of a gun. And got expelled from school, the zero yes. tolerance policy. Of course, yeah. You've, yeah. you've made it clear that minor things are death penalty cases. Right. Well, and you also have an entire uh, movement that says microaggressions are dangerous. Words are violence, and violence is mostly peaceful. So, yeah. yeah it's just a whole lot of crazy going around. Hmm. Will we be able to turn it around at any point? Social, are we just going to keep going down the road of social media making us all more and more crazy? The extremes running the show. I think the capacity for civilizations to turn themselves around is kind of limited. I think you keep sliding until you crash. And, you know, good times lead to soft people. Soft people lead to bad times. Bad times create hard people. Hard people lead to good times. It's just a cycle. And China, See you in a thousand years. <laughs> and back to what I was talking about earlier, China is hell-bent and taking over the world, and they ain't worried about any of this crap. Oh, no. No. They are a, as brutal a regime as has ever existed on the earth. Name-check your dictators of the 20th century. Drop an H-bomb on me. Go ahead. The Nazis, the communists, the Maoists, they the, are, the Khmer Rouge. I'm convinced after hearing from that woman that got out of the uh, the camp, they are as bad as the Nazis. They're as bad as Stalin. Mm-hmm. She's as bad as Stalin. And he's, you know, walked uh, through uh, beautiful gardens with Barack Obama and and uh, Donald Trump. And I hope we wake up to it. I doubt it. God, Biden should have her to the White House. Talk to her. Oh, man, that would be something. The gal who wrote this new yeah. book. Yeah. I don't know if it's a book or a documentary. Mm. Yeah, well, as I said, the euro has just announced a big new trade deal with China. China is uh, getting its tentacles into all sorts of third world countries. They're trying to sway everybody to at least be an economic partner. And and as we've seen, and it's stating the obvious, forgive me for that, but uh, if you are addicted to Chinese markets and or cash, you will not call them out. Horrific, horrific regime. And we have everybody from Disney to LeBron James kissing their ass while bad-mouthing this country. It's not a good way to be. You gotta lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. Admit me, chorus to this history. Who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray. Gently to hear. Kindly to judge. The final thoughts of Armstrong and Getty. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. It's Mark C. Crap right there. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. He's our technical director, pressing the buttons, Michelangelo. Yeah, we really need the day after Super Bowl to be a national holiday. Hey, now. You know, Super Bowl Sunday, it's lots of food and joy, and then the next day, it's lots of regret. So, Well, uh, uh, the obvious uh, tangent, Michael, is make it Super Bowl Saturday. We're done. Positive. How has it continued to be on a Sunday? No good reason. Positive Sean, our producer. Final thoughts, Sean? Oh, it was a banner day for my air fryer yesterday during the Super Bowl thing. I mean, everything, it was it was just, fr- I mean, it's not even fried because it's healthy. I'm frying it with the air like I'm a sorcerer. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just potato skins, chicken tenders, uh, mozzarella cheese sticks. I, I had it all. Uh, Jack, a final thought for the folks. You know what I went heavy on this year that I never have in the past is cheese. Tremendous amount of cheese <laughs> ingested yesterday. Cheese platter, little cheese cubes, brie I'm spreading, soft cheese, hard cheese, mild cheese, sharp cheese, a lot of cheese. Wow. Maybe stopped up like a freeway at 5 p.m. Oh, yeah, it'll be 2022. <laughs>
Oh, man, I could do a Super Bowl final thought. I had another one. Oh, the whole... uh, The whole you're not going to listen again thing. Did you start listening because we agreed with everything you said? Or you thought? Do you... And friendships, if you disagree, family relationships. I think we probably do agree on everything. I just, we just disagree on whether or not Trump won. <laughs> I think that's the only point of disagreement. I don't think he won. Yeah, don't don't be a hater, my friends. We'll, we'll come together. We probably agree on all the issues. What happened to you guys? Nothing. Nothing's happened to us. I, I'm to the right of Ronald Reagan. He was a moderate. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of great clicks for you under hot links. You can buy some swag. Helps to keep the guys employed. It's our own uh, program. We didn't get any of the CARES money. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! That is the climax of foolishness. Can I ask our producers, can we uh, get out of here, please? Okay. Cheer, boo, yay, game over, let's go home. I thought everything was over. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. Get away from here! Chuck Norris doesn't listen to Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty listen to Chuck Norris. Armstrong and Getty.